Welcome to another episode of Geeky Girl Gab. I'm Candace, And I'm Brie. And today we're going to talk about spinoff movies. It was announced recently by The Hollywood Reporter that there will be an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie as well as a Harley and Joker. So let's first talk about Obi-Wan. Ewan McGregor has always said he's all up to prizing the role. What do you think, Brie? I mean, I love him. I don't know if he's necessarily the age. I mean, he's still active. I mean, there's, there's two different thoughts, you know? He did such a good job, I thought, as Obi-Wan, where he definitely could come back. But at the same time, depending on how old he's supposed to be, you know, he might not be the right choice. Yeah, it hasn't been officially announced if Ewan McGregor will be Obi-Wan in it. Because there are a few different places they can go. There was a whole book series that I guess is now called in the Legends universe about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn's Avengers before Phantom Menace, about when he was being trained. And Obi-Wan got into some trouble as a Padawan. (laughs) So there's plenty of things to get there, as well as the Marvel comics have talked a little bit, well, shown a little bit of his time in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, which would be what Ewan could play. Definitely. And they could also do a thing where they make both of those movies which, you know, as it's turning out, they probably will pump out both of them. They should definitely get to Ewan while he's still up for another Star Wars movie. So my idea is, in the comics, Luke's aunt and uncle don't want Obi-Wan to do have anything to do with Luke because they just want to keep him safe. They think Obi-Wan will get him killed because I don't know if they're 100% sure that Vader is Anakin. So we know that Luke, he trains pretty fast with Yoda and Empire Strikes Back, and he can kind of hold his own. So what if it's kind of like Maleficent, where Obi-Wan's like secretly training Luke, like from behind the scenes, kind of? It could be a really good movie. (laughs) Come with me. Come. Hither. Let me train. (laughs) Yes, or just like, he's like, he's like, throws some books like at the farm and like hopes Luke finds I don't know. Just one giant um, scavenger hunt. Exactly. Training. 2013 book by John Jackson Miller called Kenobi. It takes place after Ben gives baby Luke to Baru and Owen. And it's about the Tuscan Raiders, the Sand People. They, like, attack settlers. And it's kind of like he befriends farmers and helps them out. Another thing from the comics is Ben protects the farm from Sand People as well as Jabba's thugs because Jabba's thugs come come and try to steal water because remember Luke's growing up on a moisture farm that's right yeah (laughs) forgot about that and secretly Ben gets Jawas to send parts that the that Luke and the farm needs and it's like oh it's a gift from Jawas so this is how in the comics Ben is helping out Luke I mean, that would, it would be very comedic. Yeah. But there is another story where Jabba's men are stealing from farms and little baby Luke, well, not baby Luke, but like little preteen Luke decides he's going to do something about it and he gets captured (laughs) by the thugs and he's knocked out like the entire time. So he never knows, but Ben actually saves him. Um. So that's another little story. There's a few as well as, did you watch Clone Wars? No. Oh, okay. 
I mean, I watched it with the little boy. I was babysitting. Okay, well, I watched the. I've been been watched the entire thing, and it'd be interesting because Obi Wan actually has a little romance. He had a past romance when he was a Padawan with a character named Satine. Ironically, since Moulin Rouge, Ewan McGregor love interest yeah. is named Satine. They allude mm. to there being an entire year that he protects her, and when they fall in love, that would be interesting. Obviously, Ewan couldn't play a teenage Obi-Wan, but somebody else could. Definitely. It's very tragic, because obviously they don't end up together. So, is there any other Star Wars movies you want to see? I mean, the Han Solo movie's coming out soon. Finishing soon. Is it? The, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> there's so much drama with that. So much. I mean, everything just keeps happening to it. Um, I have actually been really enjoying the little spin-offs they have been doing. Like, I actually thought it was very creative to show the time where they're stealing. I'm wearing my Rogue One shirt right now. Oh my gosh, you are. Yes, That's like perfect. Yeah, that was a great I, movie. Yeah, it really was. And I loved um, the dynamics between all the characters. So you think it doesn't have to be characters that we already know. It can be just in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I actually kind of like that because you're developing not just a huge brand. You know, you're, you are taking it from that universe. But... I think creating those small pocket moments really, I think, ties into a, it ties into the world creatively, so it's original. And I'm actually liking that creative freedom that they're using. Um, do I think, I mean, granted, they have all that material from the comics and the books that they can take from, um, but I am enjoying seeing originality come out of this world too because I think you know if someone's like oh I don't really like Star Wars but if they see like Rogue One it might open their eyes differently and like oh I actually really enjoy this so kind of like how Marvel like I love using the Captain America movies as an example like the first one was a war movie the second one was like a spy action thriller third one was well it was a third Avengers movie you can do a different style but still be in that universe you can, and also I think it's a great way to develop and in, and include multiple different types of people. Like, we are seeing, like, the badass women come out of this. We're seeing more POC characters become involved with the world, which I think is really nice because you are branching out and really, I mean, for lack of better words, making this world a little more colorful. Definitely. And I think you mentioned few days ago that you wouldn't mind seeing a Kylo Ren like a little spinoff maybe baby Kylo Ren I I mean I don't know how you would do this because with the sad you know yeah. death of Carrie Fisher I mean unless you I mean obviously you do it younger Han and Princess Leia raising their little Kylo Ren but I mean I want to know the moment because okay for one I, I do have I think the movie didn't reveal Kylo Ren properly I thought it was way too soon they hinted it right off the bat like there was no build-up if they had waited to reveal who exactly kylo ren was the moment he and han met up before he killed him that would have been so impactful and so amazing so i think as a way to redeem themselves from that awful horrible mistake would be to make and see just exactly why Kylo Ren had such a fascination with his grandfather, with Vader, 
and what brought him to the dark side. Because obviously something had to happen, whether he was jealous of the attention, you know, Han was giving, I think, to most likely Poe, as they alluded. Or is, there's, am I there's wrong some, in that? There, there's some extended universe things. Um, the book Bloodline kind of delves into that Luke and Leia never told anyone who their father was besides Han. So even Kylo doesn't know Vader it was his grandfather until somebody leaked it out. So then the whole galaxy knew at once. See, that would be cool to see. I yeah. really think that that moment of realization, but also like the moment of realization of why he decided to, to turn. To yeah. Yeah. Like why? I think that would be really fascinating, especially since we didn't get the nice build up that the movie should have given us before. They've also been talking like a Boba Fett movie, which would be interesting because I would like to know why is he considered so cool? I mean, I know he has a jetpack and he's got an interesting <laughs> design, but he goes out like a punk and we're trying to really Jedi. does. So I want to see him actually do some cool action, do something really cool and to have that reputation as like one of the best bounty hunters. Yeah, because he really wasn't that good. <laughs> no, he just followed the trash to find Han in the Millennium Falcon. Um, it would be interesting. Why Why is Boba Fett so important to this world? What exactly did he do? You're right, to have that reputation. The reputation. Like, that would be really interesting. And there's some extended universe where he survives the Salak pit. That he just, like, he crawls his way out. So, so then what's he doing now? So yeah, that would be kind of interesting. Exactly. What does a bounty hunter do after he gets his butt handed to him by a Jedi? Another one I was thinking about was maybe a little Leia, like Leia growing up on Alderaan. Like, how are they protecting her? Because she goes to the Senate. She has met the Emperor. She has probably, she knows who Vader is. So how do they protect yeah. her and keep her, like, still being a princess and well-known but keep her heritage a secret. That would be great. I mean, it would be very interesting to see even if they did meet for a brief time. Or not not Vader, but um, uh, Palpatine. Yeah. And in Star Wars Rebels, to go back to one of my favorite shows, she is in one of the episodes, and she is helping the Rebellion, even as, like, a 15-year-old girl. So she's kicking butt constantly. So I really do think that should be explored. Because I think there's a lot you could do there. So, yeah, they have a lot of options. And you know what? With Disney, you know they're going to make them all, right? It's just going to take time. As I know. It's like, granted, they will find something to make. <laughs> exactly. So let's talk now about the DC Universe. Recently, it was announced that there was going to be a Joker standalone origin movie without yep. Jared Leto, but it's going to be produced by Martin Scorsese. You didn't know that, did you? No, and I'm so stoked. Oh, depending on which origin story they go with. Yeah, because um, there's a bunch. But my whole is. issue is I don't like having an origin story with the Joker. Because he's so creepy if you don't know who he is or even what his reasons are behind what he does. You know, I do have to say that was a classic moment in The Dark Knight where... He always lied. Yeah, he kept telling different stories when, about how he got the scars. Exactly. Like, do you want to know how I got these scars? And each time was different. And I love that because I do think 
he loves to manipulate people and keep things hidden and he wouldn't want anyone to know kind of yeah, like Joker wouldn't want tr- this movie to come out <laughs> no he wouldn't he'd be like why <laughs> that was the only issues I really had with the burden Batman was they changed it so the Joker was the one who killed Bruce Wayne's parents and we actually see him before he is the Joker However, that's a really good movie. It's amazing. I'm <laughs> into it. But okay, so we have that one. And now we're having a Joker and Harley movie, which takes place right after Suicide Squad when he rescues her. And the thing is that I just found out also is it's replacing the Gotham Sirens, which was going to be a team-up movie with Harley, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy. And now I'm ticked off. <laughs> Because that would have been amazing. If only people could see my face right now, I am really mad. <laughs> I know. I'm. Yeah, I did not like the Jared Letters Joker. I am that person. Here's the thing. I don't really like Suicide Squad, to be honest. I mean, Suicide Squad could be good. I mean, I, you know, it's a really good anti-hero comic. It's, you know, there's something about it that is very clever. However, the way DC produced it... Basically, I have a problem with how DC produces their movies. They love to backtrack. They love to last minute film more material than they set out to because, you know, one thing they did with Suicide Squad was they made it, um, they wanted to make it more lighthearted. They wanted to make it this whole like... It's a movie about villains. Yeah. And, you know before they had it set out where it's going to be darker and grittier and then they're like, oh no, after... I believe it was the Ballroom Blitz uh, trailer came out. Then they're like, oh, we needed to make it more like this. But before so they got it the trailers, going, people to edit them, which is the trailers, people are good at editing trailers, not whole yes. movies. Right. So there's a, it, the, the producers of a DC always get scared. And I really dislike it about them because they're all about, and I hate to say, they're all about the making and the money. You know, mm-hmm. those are the producers who aren't really wanting to make it resemble any sort of way of the comic or of the world. They don't care about the atmosphere. They don't really care about being true to the story. More so, let's just hope it makes a lot of money. So then they get scared and they backtrack and it messes up the movie and then they end up failing instead of letting the writers and the directors really, you know, cultivate a movie so that it, it, it can be... Um, you know, made into, like, the Marvel... Cinematic universe. Yes, exactly. So I really do think they're doing a disfavor. So if they are doing this Joker Harley and nixing the Gotham girls, which is unfortunate. Hopefully they'll do that again. Exactly. Um, I really do hope that the producers give the writer and the director a little more uh, control. Yeah, because when they did that, they get a Wonder Woman. Exactly. And Wonder Woman was amazing. And that's the only reason I still have hope for Justice League. But they're still shooting it. I know. They aren't done yet. And it comes out in just a few months. This is what they do. I'm telling you, this is what they do. They, like, get scared. They add new material. They film up to last minute. And who knows what we're going to get, you know? Yeah, we really don't. Because... As we could tell from the Suicides trailer, what you see is not what you get. No. So what I would really like to see from the DC universe is, yes, a Gotham Sirens movie or just a Harley and Poison Ivy movie because 
they have such a great relationship. Sometimes they're friends, sometimes they're lovers, but they have a much healthier relationship than Joker and Harley. Yeah. It's a villainous one. Oh, totally. I mean, well, I think what the beauty is is showing what people can go through in abusive relationships. That's what Joker and Harley is, you know? And when Ivy comes in, she kind of gives a different aspect to Harley, you know, kind of the escape route to get out, to know what a loving relationship is and not abusive one that she's known. So maybe they can put Poison Ivy at least a little bit in the movie, even if it's not starring her. Maybe she can have a supportive role. Maybe it can end with her and Harley running out into the sunset (laughs) together. I don't know. Or that could be, say, for a sequel, depending on how they do the first movie. Except with Suicide Squad, it was way too much of a loving relationship for me to like. It seemed that he really loved her, which... Well, which is interesting because in Suicide Squad, she ends up with um, Deathmark or what's his name? No, she... They were going to try to make it some kind of romance, but I think they just, like, didn't follow through with it. In the comic? In the comics, she ends up with him. Oh, I thought you meant in the movie. No, no, no. I was saying in the comic because at one point she gives him Joker's skin face to put on. (laughs) It's like really interesting Mm. and bizarre. (laughs) I feel like you just, your stomach just churned at that. I'm just remembering, yeah, when Joker stapled his face back on. Those comics were really disturbing. The DC comics go dark. You know, that's one thing that those comics aren't afraid to go deep into psychosis. That's what makes Batman's villains so interesting. They They are the best villains. They do because they're all psychologically um, complex. Yes. Like you have different ones experience different things and they so real because of their their humanistic flaws. So, you, yeah, you can find them relatable, and you can even see the flaws in people you know, and except they're, of course, exaggerated. Yes. But the, yeah, because <laughs> yes. the one thing that Marvel has an issue with is its villains, is they don't have any good villains except Loki, and they can only use him so many times. Oh, yeah. We'll just have to see what happens with DC. We'll keep our fingers crossed, because I really did love Margot Robbie's portrayal of Harley. She seemed to really get good. it and love, love the character, which I always yeah. appreciate. Maybe she she can save it. Who knows? And you know, I just love my Harley Quinn. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, well, that's it for today's episode. Check us out online. We're geekygirlgab.com. Geekygirlgab Instagram. We just started. We'll see you next time.